You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Tuesday, January 11th. Today, we're talking about a new document that reveals more of Google's anti-union strategy. Before we get into today's top story, remember to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, researchers are encouraging those who work in AI to explicitly consider racism, gender, and other structural inequalities. And checking in on Wired Science, COVID will become endemic. But first, the world must decide what that means. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. A newly released document sheds light on Google's efforts to quash activism, including for a union among its employees. In an order submitted Friday, an administrative law judge for the National Labor Relations Board told Google to turn over to the attorney representing a group of current and former employees documents related to its Project Vivian and its hiring of a consulting firm that advises employers battling unionizing efforts. Google launched Project Vivian to dissuade employees from unionizing after worker activism began heating up in late 2018. In the order, Michael File, Google's director of employment law, is quoted describing Project Vivian's mission as to engage employees more positively and convince them that unions suck. The context for File's description isn't clear from the order, which also references an effort to use the media to quietly disseminate Google's point of view about unionized tech workplaces. The judge, Paul Bogus, ordered Google to comply with portions of a subpoena for documents related to Project Vivian, as well as Google's hiring of IRI consultants, the anti-union firm. In November, Bogus issued a similar order for other documents concerning Vivian and IRI. The subpoena covers more than 1,500 documents. The subpoena is part of an NLRB case brought by seven Google employees and ex-employees in December 2019. One former employee has since settled. Five workers were fired and two were disciplined after they engaged in workplace activism, including efforts to improve working conditions for Google contractors and circulating a petition calling on the company to end its contract with U.S. government agencies involved in immigrant deportation and family separation. Paul Duke, one of the fired employees who brought the charges, says the organizing was part of an effort to lay the foundation for a union. Responding to the former employees' claims that they were fired in retaliation for workplace organizing, a Google spokesperson wrote, 
The underlying case here has nothing to do with unionization. It's about employees breaching clear security protocols to access confidential information and systems inappropriately, a reference to internal documents the employees accessed. Duke flatly rejects the claim that he and his colleagues breached security protocols, saying the documents were accessible to all engineers and that the company later classified them need-to-know. In its objection to the subpoenas, Google claimed attorney-client privilege and work-product privilege, which protects materials prepared in anticipation of litigation. Bogus rejected many of these claims, calling one assertion, to put it charitably, an overreach. Of the efforts to characterize a potential union election as litigation and therefore privileged, he wrote, The respondent cannot spin the mere fact of a nascent organizing effort among employees into litigation, like straw spun into gold, that entitles it to cloak in privilege every aspect of its anti-union campaign. Bogus's order references an effort by Google executives, including corporate counsel Christina Lada, to find a respected voice to publish an op-ed outlining what a unionized tech workplace would look like and urging employees of Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon, and Google not to unionize. The order says that in an internal message, Google Human Resources Director Kara Silverstein told Lada that she liked the idea, but that it should be done so that there would be no fingerprints and not Google-specific. According to the order, IRI later provided a proposed draft of the op-ed to Lada. It's not clear if the article was ever published. The Google spokesperson said the company disagreed with Bogus's conclusion that the documents were not privileged. As we've stated, our teams engage with dozens of outside consultants and law firms to provide us with advice on a wide range of topics, including employer obligations and employee engagement. This included IRI consultants for a short period. However, we made a decision in 2019 not to use the materials or ideas explored during this engagement, and we still feel that was the right decision. Google hired IRI as early as 2019, according to a report by the New York Times, during a period when employee activism was at a fever pitch. The company had been accused of retaliating against the employees who organized the 2018 Google walkout and squelching worker dissent by installing a tool that flagged calendar events for large numbers of participants. In January 2021, the Alphabet Workers Union, an informal union without collective bargaining rights and affiliated with the Communications Workers of America, went public. Duke says the details in the order clash with Google's internal messaging to employees. He cited executives' emphasis on listening to feedback from an annual employee survey, as well as a 2018 internal memo by CEO Sundar Pichai saying he supported the walkout and a blog post pledging to support employees and improve Google's handling of sexual harassment claims and diversity initiatives. There was always this message that was intended to come off like, we're a family, we care about workers, he says. Really, behind the scenes, they're trying to kill these union efforts and organizing efforts in general. The hearing for the NLRB case began in August, but was paused soon after when Google failed to comply with this and other subpoenas. Meanwhile, the employee's lawyer has asked a federal court to enforce the subpoenas because the NLRB's enforcement powers are limited. The hearing is scheduled to resume in February, but could be delayed further while the subpoena tussle plays out. When it does reconvene, the employees plan to call Kent Walker, Google's president of global affairs and chief legal officer, to testify. When they initially subpoenaed Walker in August, the company resisted that too. The labor board denied its request. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? 
Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.